The wait is almost over. A new football season is about to begin. Get ready for the NFL Week 1 action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To celebrate the return of football, DraftKings is giving new customers a can't-miss offer. Bet $5 on any football game and get $200 in free bets instantly. That's right. Use code BOOT. All you have to do is bet $5 on the Saints. They're going to win anyways. You get $200 in free bets. Download, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code BOOT. And you get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet. 21 or older, physically present in Louisiana, select parishes only. Bonus issued as free bets. One early win token issued a opt-in money line bets only. That's DraftKings. Download it now. Use code BOOT. Going to have Chaz and five on. We were about to record the show. Donovan Mitchell just got traded to the Cavs. So we're going to talk about that easily because we're going to talk about if the Pelicans can be a top four team in the Western Conference. Once again, five and Chaz will be joining the show presented to you by Boot Crew Media and Company Burger. Let's get into the show. All right, if you're watching on YouTube, got to do this for my guy, Five. If you're watching on YouTube, like, comment, share, subscribe, do all that good stuff. Got Five in, got Chaz. For what we were going to talk about was, uh, would the Pelicans be a top four team in the Western Conference? We're going to get into that. Donovan Mitchell has been traded to the Cavaliers. We're still waiting for more details on that. Five and Chaz, join the show. How are y'all doing, fellas? We're good, even better. Donovan Mitchell won't be in the West. That's crazy. It's crazy. And the Knicks, the Knicks take another loss. The Knicks, the Knicks Heat. Loss. The Jeez. Heat that is, is rough. It's rough. The rough. Knicks stay, the Knicks stay losing. It's it's absolutely one of my favorite, <laughs> my favorite things going on in the league. Um, I do want to talk about something before we get into the Donovan Mitchell stuff because Chaz, you just literally screamed into our ears how excited you are. And it mentioned the Pelicans should now go for it. We're gonna get into that. Uh, but before that, um, Let's talk about uh, Jay Williams and Greenberg yesterday. Greenberg went on his show saying that the Pelicans could be a top four team in the West. Uh, I'm going to play that clip and then I'm going to play what Jay Williams uh, then said because I do have a, a, a big problem with what he said. But the combination of your two Duke guys, of Zion and Brandon, Brandon Ingram, Ingram, I believe that when the playoffs begin this year, they would have home court advantage. They'd be a top four team. What? Top four, top four? team in the Western Conference if Zion is healthy all. And I agree with that statement. This is what pissed me off. Give me other impact players on New Orleans that would make you think they're going to they have Okay, let me go first. This, this, is, this is the problem I've had with national media for a very long time now. When you say impactful players, did he watch any of the playoffs last year? How can you say Brandon Ingram's not an impactful player? C.J. McCollum, Herb Jones, Trey Murphy, Jose Alvarado, Jonas Valanciunas, the list goes on and on. That's six I just rattled off right there. That pisses me off because the Pelicans do have impactful players. And I do think with a healthy Zion Williamson, this is a legitimate team. This is a team that can be top four in the West. Chaz, I'll start with you, then go to five, especially now that the Jazz are basically, they're, they're mailing in for the next couple of years. The time is now for the Pelicans. And Chaz, the time is now to make a move. I'm not saying they have to make a move right now, but this team is a legitimate threat to finish top four in the West because we talk about it. The Jazz are gone. I think they're better than the Grizzlies. I think they're better than the Mavericks. I think that if the Clippers can stay healthy, they're a legitimate threat to the Clippers. Where am I off on that? Um, I think when you stand pat, as the organization has done, 
Not not that you know they haven't been trying to do things, but I think when you stand pat and you're putting all your eggs in the Zion basket, um, <clears throat> it allows the national media to create these narratives because for as good as Brandon Ingram is, he's not a very sexy player. Pause. He doesn't do the he doesn't make the the, the quote unquote sexy plays. He doesn't hit the big game winning shots. Um, the idea of CJ McCollum is better than the player. I think that's the national media's kind of feelings toward him. Um, and people just totally underestimate JV. It's funny, you can tell who doesn't watch the team because they'll say shit like, Right, oh, and you got Jonas Valanciunas, he's a sniper from behind the arc. Like, they just say stupid stuff, like this, this stupid stuff. And you're like, That's not true, like, that's that's inaccurate. But I think when the team doesn't round out the rest of the roster, you know, like I, I feel like you got six spots that need to be corrected. When you're not rounding out the bottom half of that roster, it's 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 you kind of you lend you open yourself up for these national media narratives. I, I think help permitting, I, I think this roster is top six. That's help fair. permitting, you know. Um I I like Jay Williams, but I, I think it, a lot of things will have to go to Pell's way for them to be a top four team. Well, five, you add Zion Williamson, right? So we talked about rounding out the, the rosters, the team without Zion Williamson, a guy averaged 26 on 60% shooting. You know, does he make does Zion just simply adding Zion into this lineup? Five, uh, does he does he make him a top four team in the West? I, I think I've always been that person to say that this team could be top three. I've said this multiple times in, in a sense that they're talented. Yes, I think they can make more moves to get better and to probably get more consistent, especially in the bottom half. Chaz, you said something in, in your um in your hot take to say leadership is loud. That's what we don't have. We don't have a loud leader. Hence why Brandon isn't the pause sexy look, you know, uh, or he doesn't have that that glamour to him. He he isn't loud, he isn't flamboyant in, in things that he do. He, he just goes about it goes about his work. And I don't think Zion, as loud as his persona is, he's not that kind of person. And I think we need that. And I, I don't think CJ's that, no. And I, I think that's why people look at us like, oh, they could, you know, do something in the West, but they don't, you know, they're not going to come out and just, you know, stamp their, stamp their of approval like Greeny did. I just think Greeny just probably just likes the team, likes the organization at this point and, and what they're doing. And the players that we do have, if you just watch, but Jay Williams – he kind of goes too far, even though I'm a Duke fan. He really wasn't even supposed to go to Duke. That's another story for another day. <laughs> and he's a Louisiana native, right? I'm pretty sure. Didn't he go to South, South no, High School? No, you're, you're talking about you're talking about Chris um, Duhon. What am I doing? Chris what am Duhon. I? Yeah. I don't know, I don't know yeah. that. Um, before getting this trade, Cleveland Cavaliers traded Colin Sexton, uh, Matt Markerin, uh, Larry. Baji, three first round picks and then two pick swaps. We're gonna get into that in a second. Um, one thing I do want to mention that the Pelicans haven't had in a while, and five, I'll start with you because you mention this all the time, is familiarity with each other. This is the first time this roster uh has actually it hasn't really turned over much, and they are used to playing with each other. Now it's gonna take some time to, for Zion to get into that mix, but I don't think it should be that big of a problem. But five, I think that's something that we haven't really talked about a lot, is that this team is close and that they're clicking right now. And they, they've hang out, they hang out with each other. Obviously in Laguna beach, uh, they've played a ton of games with each other. Now they're going their second season with the same coach, same coaching staff, same players. You know, that has to, that has to be a positive for this team, you know, moving into next season. Finally, they get to, they get to have the same role and probably expand upon said role 
through an offseason. I mean, that's that's paramount. I think the other 39 teams consecutively can do that. We just haven't been able to with the last what, three years. Right. This is the first time for most of these people, even Zion, even though he hasn't really been on the court for this court for this coach, Jackson Hayes. It's okay. He finally got the coach for the same what, two years in a row. True. You you, you have so no idea what yeah, Brandon, Brandon Brandon has had what five head coaches. So he had two in LA, then he had Gentry Stan, and then Willie. That's, we, that, that, that's a big deal. That's a huge deal. Uh, I, I had this argument about Jamal Crawford. Jamal Crawford had 20 head coaches in 20 years. Wow. Imagine if that player was able to be on the same team with the same coach two years in a row. Like, who knows what he would be? Right. Brandon Brandon is that. Like, we, who knows what Brandon could be if he just had consistency like Kobe did or LeBron did it early in his career. Or Like, there, there's so many opportunities that they could, they could have just by having consistency. And five, I'm sorry, uh, Chaz, let's talk about a little bit of consistency because, uh, listen, that's a big deal, especially in today's league. Brandon Ingram, we talked about having five different head coaches. You know, Zion Williamson even went through, from Coach K to Gentry to Stan. This is his fourth coach in five years, whatever it may be. I know he didn't have much time with Willie, but that's got to that's gotta be somewhat of a positive for the Pelicans moving uh, into this season. Yeah, I think I think it is somewhat of a positive. Um in fact, I would say there may be a little too much consistency with the staff going into this season. But that being said, um, I think, um, you know, just how we say growth isn't linear as it pertains to, like, bad players, we kind of have to keep that energy as it pertains to guys who may have overachieved last year. I mean, that's another part for as, as great as continuity is, I think you always have to be in the process of getting better, trying to get better, creating competition amongst guys in the um, in the locker room and on the court. Cleveland, again, Cleveland is a Rubio injury. I think Jared Allen injury away from probably being Eastern Conference Finals contenders, and they still went out and got better. They got better giving up guys who weren't even a part of that winning roster last year, aside from uh, Laurie. So being content – and, you know, counting on, you know, the clock not to strike 12 with a guy like a Jose, you know, for as good as he's been. Um, I don't I don't I don't know if continuity cures that. I, I think you still have to go out and get better. Still have to be consistently getting better. OK, I, I don't mind that opinion. So let's let's pivot a little bit because Donovan Mitchell just got traded. Um, we have talked about this. We've done a show about it, of getting Bojan Bogdanovic. And Chaz, I'll start with you about getting better. Um, I've had some people actually be like, "Why? Why do we? Why do we need Bogdanovich? You, you got Larry Nance, you got Jackson Hayes, you got so on and so forth." Well, Bogdanovich, one five brings this point up all the time. We're not a really good shooting, a three point shooting team. We're just not. Stats back that up. Bogdanovich is one of the best three point shooters in the league. Um, also, he gives you a little bit of depth behind Zion Williamson, who we know he's not playing eighty two games this year. So you want to talk about getting better and going to get a guy that makes you better. It's Bojan Bogdanovich. And I think Chaz, and then we get five's opinion here. I think he gets you better. I think, I think again, man, people are kind of like, they're just, we have attachment issues with players. So you, you like these guys, you know, you kind of watch them grow up and you see, you know, spurts of them doing good things but if you don't want if, if at this point if you're content with this roster and you don't want to add a guy like boyan who's a proven 
veteran, right? Part of a one of the winning most winning winningest franchises in the past few years, consistently in the conversation to be title contenders, and you are unserious. You don't want to win. You're you're just you're just not serious. You're watching the game for a different reason than the rest of us. You're just not serious. Um, you I don't think anyone can make a realistic argument why you don't go get a guy like a Boyan. Why you don't go get a guy like um, even Jordan Clarkson if you're a fan. Like at this point, there's really nothing you can say. You can talk about personalities clashing, which you really have no evidence of. You can talk about you can talk about a lot of things, but at the end of the day, are you better than the Clippers? No, no, not. Tonight. Are you are you are you better? And when you know you have two guys who struggle to stay healthy, you know, throughout their career, respectfully, you have to take that into account as well. You need to give yourself as much landing room as possible, as much room for error as possible, especially when you see other teams in the league like consistently improving in front of you. Like the Lakers made a small move in getting Patrick Beverly, but they got a guy who just helped push the uh, Timberwolves into the playoffs. They underachieved once they got there, but you he's a guy who's shown his value on teams. And um, this season, I, I just, I don't know how we, how we combat that or how we counter that uh, with about two weeks remaining in the off season. Until training camp starts. All right. I, I, I dig the, the Boyan trade possible. We do need to get better. Of course, we need to become better shooters. My issue is we, we really just don't know what our floor is. That's the that's the true issue. Yeah, we could we could be really bad, but um or really good, but we don't know what Zion really is. We have no idea to really see what that looks like on this team. I'm not saying not trade for for a shooter because we, we need that inherently badly especially when he comes back because he needs more space and we haven't been able to even provide that space even when he's not there like we can't shoot when we're open so i i i, I agree with you there my only issue is we don't have the ability to see what this team looks like currently on the floor because people one are probably not in shape or just or an injury it that's what stifles me that's what stifles me about the whole thing but if you even look back at this, this Donovan thing, the Cavs, they're at a point where, like, all right, we've seen this team. We don't know if they're going to get us to the promised land. Yeah, you say Ricky Rubio, but that was sure luck. You don't know if that, that, that's gonna, that, that can happen two years in a row with that, that same team. So they went out and got better. Crazy that they beat the Heat in the Knicks, but they went out and got better because they know what they had. We have no idea what that is. That's a fair point. Um, it's actually an interesting point because <clears throat> you talk about the Cavs. The Cavs are, I feel like the Cavs are basically just going all in right now. I'm going to get Donovan Mitchell. And we talk about, you know, being in a top four in the West. Uh, you don't know what you have with Zion. I think he's a big question mark. But if you get Zion from two years ago, five, if you get that dominant force and back in your lineup with a Brandon uh, CJ, Herb, Trey, Jose, and Jonas. Is it a top four? Is it's it a top four? It's a top three for me. It's, it's a top, top three. To, yeah, it's and a top Dad, three. You, you don't think that's a top four? Me? Um, yeah. No. I Stop, say that because 
Well, I, well, I want five to go first because I, I want to see why. I know we talked about it. But why? Why are we a top three? Do we have to be fully healthy? Like this is. Yeah, it's um. I would say this even with say injuries were turned off. Injuries for all teams were turned yeah. off. I really believe that we could be a top three team. I completely agree. Be, just on the simple fact that we would have enough talent if if we just became better at defending the three point line, which I think we can, because uh, defense is all about consistency. I think if we became if we became that team that we saw at the end of the year last year. That was on it. Seems like they were that was on a string, and you add an athlete like Zion, and hopefully he can be. You say two years ago, I want the Zion from Duke. That's the Zion I want. That's the person that I want because that's the person I saw help side was was phenomenal, going to get blocks, then was able to grab rebounds and push it on his own handle like that. Zion that puts us at three. That puts us over the top. And probably gets us maybe a Western Conference championship berth. Wow, Chaz, you disagree? Go ahead. I disagree. I disagree because um, I look at last year as kind of fluky. You know um, that on top of aside from us having an abundance of talent, you know, with with a healthy Zion, presuming we still don't know how to win. Like, we still haven't shown that we know how to win versus a, a team like Golden State who knows how to win. Denver knows how to win, even when they were, like, super banged up last year. The Clippers, they know how to win up until a certain point, but they don't have the Doc Rivers problem anymore. So they'll probably, you know, do what they're supposed to do now. Um, even Luka, Luka knows how to win. Phoenix knows how to win up until a certain point anyway. It's just like, I, I just, the, the Pelicans just, they just have a tendency, even from the veterans, to just step on rakes. And I, let's say the injuries all turned off, you know, but let's say in reality, they, they do get, they tend to get injured at the most inopportune times. Like, you know, it'll be a, a four game homestand against the Detroit Pistons twice. And the, the Kings, who, who I think the Kings have actually gotten better too. That's not a team we're talking about enough. It'll be a four game homestand against, the Pistons and the Globetrotters and the Pelicans, the whole team will get food poisoning. Like, it is stupid shit. Just, just stupid. Like, team is just, it, it's, it's, it's this goofy but, shit that happens. Yeah, I, and it's I, like, you know, it's like, my, I, I just my, don't trust we know how to win yet. I can I can agree with you there. We don't know how to win. But my only issue with that, with your rebuttal, is to say it was fluke. Bro, we won, we won under 40 games last year. Yeah, of course it was a fluke. Of course, of yeah. course. I think we should have been better. We should have been better. We should have been worse. Most flukes is like, oh, you you were better than what you were. No, we were worse than what we were. Should have been. We we're so worse than what we should have been. So let's piggyback off of that comment, Five, because now you're adding a Zion Williamson and you're adding another a year of everyone being together. That's why I think this team can take that leap. But Chaz brings up a great point. A lot of people did overachieve last year. Can Herb Jones stay consistent can jose alvarado who i think we all agree overachieved last year is he is he that guy and i'm expecting trey murphy to take that leap uh i have some ptsd from the kill alexander walker taking that leap um because we all know we thought no was gonna be that guy go ahead no no about yeah. to get them shots up in utah <laughs> no I'm about to get, them get shots up in utah <laughs> exactly but y'all both bring up good points but let's talk about it 
Trey Murphy being that guy that takes the leap? Because we all we all expect it. Five, do you do you think Trey Murphy's that? I don't think we're talking about Trey Murphy that much, but I'm expecting big things from him this year, being that guy that shot 45% in the second half last year, being 6'10", he was actually pretty good defensively later on uh, in the year. Can he be that guy that takes the Pelicans over the hump, that takes them to a top five, top four seat? Listen, listen, listen. listen. What, my only issue with what you're talking about, you said Jose, Herb, and Trey. What, were their years fluke? Look at what you asked them to do. You asked Jose to play defense, the thing that he showed you he can do from even from college. He was an ACC defensive player of the year. Hey, dribble the ball and play uh, play defense, pick and roll, the thing you've done your whole life. Okay, we're not changing that. Boom. Trey Murphy, oh, yeah, shoot the ball really well and play defense and get rebounds. The things he, he has done since he was in college. Yeah, Herb, play defense and finish and pick and rolls. You could be the main stopper. The thing he did in college, we're not asking them to do anything that they haven't done the whole life. And if you think that that was a fluke, I think you're wrong. That's easily replicated. That's easily replicable. Like they can do that year in and year out. That what they add to their game is getting better at what they already are good at. Jose knocking down open threes, catching shoots, playing off Brandon and CJ. I think that's replicable. They can do that again. Herb getting better at shooting, which we didn't even think was possible. We didn't even know that that was going to happen. But if you look at it, that's easily replicable. Yo, you just catching and shooting. That ain't changing. Chaz like to point out people forget how to shoot. I totally agree. I totally agree with that. But what they're asked to do, they can do again. That's a hell of a point there, Five Chaz. Go ahead. Um. Yeah, I don't necessarily mean their performance of flukes. I mean the team's overall performance, like when winning 33 games of how many games you win? 36, and you go into the playoffs, then Devin Booker gets hurt, and then it's just like Andrew's shit. a part of the game, Chaz. And we were by, by, we were beating the hell out of or we were we were gonna win that game game two, but go ahead. Yeah, like I'm just saying shit, certain shit just don't happen, and like, like it just don't be happening like this. Like it's just it's like when Kyrie and uh, what's his name, Harden get hurt in the same game after after the Nets were blowing Milwaukee out back to back to back, and now all of a sudden Milwaukee looks competent. No, they they got fucking lucky. Like it just it, like it just it's okay to be lucky. Luck is opportunity meets preparation. I just think that um again, you're counting on guys who've never been healthy to be healthy, right? Brandon Brandon likes his off days, but he's been somewhat healthy ever since the blood clot. Go ahead. Sorry. He's not going to agree there. You know, he he gets, he gets gets those injuries and it takes him a while to come back. I totally agree with the, I agree with that part. It it happens though. You can't, you can't fight that. Like you can't, but this is why I talk about depth because we have to yeah. you have the answers right in front of us. You know Zion and Brandon aren't playing 82. That's okay. If they yeah. can get to the 65 game, that's fine. CJ, a year older, probably well, that, 65. And that's my overall point. It's just like it's like, yeah, it's a part of the game, but some guy sometimes it just happens to these guys. Sometimes it's just those guys. Like it just happens to those guys sometimes. And that that's okay. That's okay. Cool. Right. But I think you have to take that into account and accommodate that that those 20 
missed games, 30 missed games collectively. You just have to take that into account because to think that they even going to play 70 games, I think that's extremely – like together, to like 70 games oh. together as a tandem, yeah. that's extremely optimistic at, at this point. And they, they, that's my entire point, just that, yeah. yo, you know they're going to be hurt. You know Brandon going to get an ankle or this or that or that. You know Zion, he's probably going to be on load management, things like that. Probably not going to play back-to-backs here and there. Probably going to be doing some ramping up, you know, shit like that. And it's like you got to – you just got to take it into account. JV's going to be a year older. You know what I'm saying? He, his body was kind of breaking down last year. It's just we haven't done enough to help those guys – you know, be able to take those breaks that they need. I feel like I think I think we'll we'll be that this is gonna tell our season, to be honest, when those games are gonna happen where Brandon and Zion are gonna miss. Yep. The ability to win those games without them is gonna tell me everything I need to know about this team. Did they get better? Yeah, it's it's gonna be the game's gonna be real easy when when BI and Zion uh, the game's gonna be really hard when BI and Zion aren't there. But to see that I hope I didn't say that. Oh, it's pause. Okay. You, you, uh, I hope that. I hope that. I, not I ain't hear you say nothing crazy. Oh, I, I know you had looked. I was like, oh shit. Uh, <laughs> nah, like to see those those games happening where Brandon and Zion aren't there, they're gonna be really tough to win. Just like when Book and CP3 were out, and the Suns had to win games without those two out there, they did mm-hmm. repeatedly. Same with if, Denver. Same with same with, with Memphis, Clippers. and I think and, that's, and, what, that's what I'm saying. That's that's my, the my that's point. the conf, that's the confidence <laughs> that you have to have in a team. Memphis drafts really well, and they get competent players, and they get competent play even when the stars aren't there. I think that right. falls on the coaching staff heavily, because if you can't get those players ready to play and win a game, win a game. Remember last year we played the the Seventy Sixers. Yeah, was out. Everybody right. was out. Everybody Hernan, was out. Hernan we, Gomez did his thing. Like to to steal, you have to be able to steal those games. Yeah, you have to be able to steal those games. Not just be competent. I mean, competitive in those games, stealing them because you're not supposed to win, but you win and, them anyway. And I completely agree. This is why I want Bogdanovich so bad is because he's a veteran that you can just plug and play, and you don't have this crazy downhill fall like without Brandon last year. We were three and nineteen or three and twenty. It was unacceptable, yeah. and you can't you can't do that. So. This is where we're talking about is that back half of the roster, as, five, or as Chaz was saying, the first six to seven guys are really fucking talented. They're really good. They're one of the best teams, in my opinion, in the Western Conference. But this isn't based yeah. off of 20, 30, 40 games. This is 82 games. Okay? I, yeah. I hate to say it, but you can't plug and play Najee Marshall and, and Billy Hernan Gomez and Garrett Temple and those that back end of the bench. Those aren't winning players. Bojan Bogdanovich, uh, Jordan Clarkson, those type of guys that are gettable right now. I think, I think that's what the Pelicans should be targeting. And if you can shore up those last three or four bench spots, then you're really good. Because the first seven, and I don't think y'all would disagree with me, the first seven are really fucking good. That's yeah. including with Jose Alvarado, Trey Murphy, um, Herb Jones, and so on and so forth. Yeah. Did y'all Larry, see someone? Larry Nance is, is a fine plug and play guy. Yeah, he's a serviceable guy. He's a serviceable. Yeah, he's he's fine. But I think what we're, we're all saying here is that the talent is there, but can you last eighty two games? Yeah. Can you can you be a top four team for eighty two games? And I think we have the trade deadline, but 
one of my last points here, and I'll start with five to Chaz is what are we going to do with all these draft picks? We have an abundance of draft picks and there are gettable teams right now. They're gettable players and the West right now. It's, it's pretty good. Don't get me wrong, but it, it can be winnable. Listen, if there's a fire sale in Utah, as we all assume that it is right now, if they want picks because that's what they were searching for, they can have them. Exactly. I'm not, say- I'm not saying give up your most valuable pick for Bojan. I'm not, I'm not saying that. But if there is an opportunity to get him at a at a decent price and you and you slightly may have to overpay for it, do it because it's going to be way more beneficial in the long run, in the grand scheme of things, to, to have a player like that. Because you don't know about injuries. You don't know what's going to happen. To have that one there that can knock down open shots that sometimes creates for himself, which is, you know, not most people even think about when he comes to this game. He, and then when he plays in New Orleans, bro, be giving buckets. <laughs> He's the greatest basketball player I've ever seen. Uh, oh, my God. He gave years. us 38 one night. I was like, yeah, what? They get 38 points on zero rebounds, zero assists. Like, he did nothing else besides just put the ball in the hoop. So he did. So to have a player like that that can get hot on his own is a major plus. And then giving a team like Utah that's, you know, in, in a position that they're in, why not? And then also, Chaz, before I get to you, we're not, he spaces the floor. What a lot of people don't understand is Zion, people like Zion need space. Brandon Ingram needs space because B.I. is a three-level scorer. C.J. McCollum needs space. Chaz, I mean, Bojan, is, he's like a perfect fit for me. He's literally a perfect fit. He's a winner, comes from a winning pro winning program. And this this kind of lends to this kind of encompasses Jay Williams's thought process, the Donovan Mitchell trade, and my feelings about the Pelicans. Everyone, the national media views the Pelicans as a cute story. Oh, that's cute. Herb Jones. <laughs> that's cute. But when they look at the whole roster, when they really survey this roster, they see what you did last year. They take it into account what happened with the rest of the league last year, they know that the depth is just not there. Like, like true, truthfully speaking, I even look at, look at all the teams that went on to do that. They're coming off successful years, right? You look at the Warriors. They didn't just chill out, rest on their laurel. They went and got, what's the name? Devin Chango. They went and got, they went and got another guy who can ball. Boston went and got Gallinari. He got hurt, but now they about to get uh they about to bring Melo in too, just for a little, Little insurance, he might have a little bit left in the tank. It, it ain't, you know, it's 87. It ain't 93. It ain't 93, gas. It's 87. You know, he ain't got much left in the tank, but he got a little something, right? They bringing him in. Um, the Bucks, they keep going out trying to get better. The Nets went and got TJ Warren. They they got uh they brought in Royce O'Neal. They brought in like veteran players Morris. who know Did guys who signed Morris. Yeah, Marquis or uh, Marcus Morris, one of the one of the twins. They brought in guys who know how to win. You know what I'm saying? They not just, they not just <laughs> betting on you know internal guys. Growth. Yeah. yeah, internal growth. And then you got to think about internal growth. Who the guy who's in, whose growth pause is most important is Willie's, because you can't have Willie not playing Trey again this year. You can't have Willie putting in Najee Marshall or Tony Snell over Trey. You can't have. People, players not knowing when to foul at the end of a game down by three. Garrett Temple, a veteran on the team, the not knowing to foul. Like, it's like, what are we talking about here, man? What are we what are we talking about? Like Garrett Temple is still on the team. Like it's like it's like 
five. Go, that's go that's ahead. a waste I, of roster spot. I agree with you. Go ahead, five. <laughs> that, that right there. Are we? We talk about the growth of the actual players. What's up with the growth of the coaching staff? Like Explain. what's playing? Dive like, in that. Where? How are we getting better? How are we teaching them to get better on a day-to-day basis? Or, or we do we because we have it because it, I mean, a, the coaching staff, the the more the consistency of that, you can be like, oh, you can catch some blame too. Like, we haven't been able to see these coaches implement something and see it translate on the court outside of Jose, outside of Herb, outside of Trey. Like, outside of those three, that's like. The armor, like, okay, those three. But everybody else, you can even go back past years. Like, wait, whoa, those players can get better. Skill-wise, maybe, but, like, not in a game setting, not on the court as a collective. You know, it's always individual get players getting better. But are they getting better collectively? Do they understand what they're doing, what they're supposed to do? Like, we, for the la- again, for the last three years, we've been third – the bottom three in defending the three-point line. Yet, n- at no point in time do we change anything that we've done over this course of three years to stop that progress because uh, essentially we get outshot sometimes three to one, five to one in, in the three-point shot. And we kill ourselves. And we, we give ourselves no chance to, to win when we can't defend that. So can't, coach- can't shoot either. It's not like we're a great three-point shooting team. I, but def- defending it, defending it is another thing. You know, you, yeah, yeah you, you can't shoot it. Cool. At least, at least stop them from fucking shooting it. That has to be a rebuttal at, at some point. Do we think that Brandon? Um, so Brandon had a a major dip in his three-point percentage this year. You learned that he uh, had surgery on his pinky. Uh, do you think he takes a step? We're talking about taking steps back. Do you think he takes a step forward uh, in that regard? I, bro, go, go ahead, Chad. My bad. No, you, um, I, I was just going to say, I don't think he necessarily needs to. I, I think I like that Brandon focusing, focuses on what yeah. he does well. He, uh, he's gotten stronger. So you can see from him in the SVG year to him last year, you can see where his strength played a part in him attacking the rim. Now, to me, that's, that's a great form of leadership, focusing on what you need to focus on, finishing through contact, getting to the free throw line, doing your thing. I think um, there's multiple ways to, to space the floor, right? I think you have to get guys who already know how to shoot. You can't count on Fred Vincent. He's not helping anyone anymore. Like, it's just like, this is no disrespect to Fred, but it's like, again, if you're going to blame him, I mean, if you're going to praise him for the successes, you have to blame him for the failures. Drew wasn't a great, Drew Holiday wasn't a great shooter here. He went to uh, the Bucks and now he's a damn knockdown shooter. Like, like, come on, like, he can't help everybody. He doesn't have the time yeah, and Devontae the bandwidth. Graham. Yeah, Devontae Graham. Like, he doesn't have the bandwidth to help everyone. Right. You need some guys who know how to shoot, know how to win, know how to play, no defensive assignment, like have basketball IQ coming on to the roster. Pause. You need, you need guys coming here with basketball intelligence and skill. You can't keep coaching motherfuckers up. You don't have the time. Look at the, the Cavs are contenders right now. Like Boston, or can, these guys are all on the same timeline. Brandon and Tatum weren't they in the same draft, or like right after one another. Yeah, so uh, Jalen Brown was in that draft, right? These guys are in the same timeline. 
Like, what are we doing? Like, you know, you got to, it's time to win. That's, that's another issue. Is it time to win? Is that like the goal? Is, are we building, are we just trying to build up to something to keep it more consistent? Like, I, I appreciate what the Toronto Raptors did. They just went for it. Yeah. You know, if we suck after, we suck after. Cool. But we're going for this now. We're going for it now. But they, yeah, of course, they had been in, in the in the Eastern Conference Finals, what, three or four times, and they just had to go against LeBron, and they got bounced, that kind of thing. Cool. But they knew at that time that they had to make a change to get better when the iron was hot. Like, are we even trying to do that? Are we just trying to be consistently decent? It's it's hot right now. I think that I'm glad you brought this up because this is the one thing that, that drove me crazy is like, well, we have time. We need to build. We need to build in the process. Fuck the process. Go win. Go in now. You don't have how's all the, these opportunities. How, how's the process doing in Philly? How's that? Not process? great. They, they haven't even been to an Eastern Conference final. This is what I'm talking. If you have a chance, I'm glad you brought that up. If you have a chance to win, which you do, you have what? Would y'all agree this is probably the most talented roster one through 15 this, this franchise has ever had? One through Absolutely. 15? Absolutely. Ooh, that's, most talented? that's wild. Think about Absolutely. it. Our best team was a Chris Paul, D. West, Pasia, right? This is the most talented team since New Orleans was ever originated or from the Jazz to the, to the Hornets and to the Pelicans. This, this city has seen. One through 15, the best roster. Go capitalize right now. You have assets. You have draft picks. You have players. Go. What are we waiting and, on? And I think, I, and I, I, you know, I'm one of those people who kind of trust Griff's decision making, but I really think he did himself a disservice when he thought that he can turn this into a free agent destination Can't. because JJ did him a silent and came here. It's like, no, look, again, CJ is cool. BI is cool. No one's uprooting to come play with those guys. No one is leaving California, Florida. No one's no. leaving to come here and play, right? You have to trade for those guys, right? It's not going to happen organically. Like, oh, well, you know, Kevin Durant with the Golden State. Because it's fucking Golden State. They, if, if the Warriors played in Antarctica, Kevin Durant wouldn't have gone there. Like, it was like, he don't, you know, it's like, come on. You have to you have to make these moves, man. And the one thing you don't want to count out, you can't count out the Lakers and LeBron because next year the Lakers are going to have all this salary cap. They're going to – you know some guys are going to come over there next year. You know what I'm saying? LeBron going to try to give it one more go. And that's if they don't pull some wild shit this year. Well, there's reports just, of what, them trying to move – sorry for cutting you off. There's reports no, of they, they, they may get Westbrook off the books. Like if they can get Westbrook know. off right now, they're a really good bat. They're going to be pretty good. Yeah, and we counting on, you know, respect the Brandon. I think he proved himself already, but we counting on a guy we haven't seen. You know what I'm saying? Last time I saw you, fans weren't in the stands. It's, you know what I'm saying? Last, it's, a, it's, a, it's a total di different atmosphere. It's a total yeah, different game. Like, we we don't even play. The last time Zion was on the court, we don't even play the same. We do, the, the offense is different. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's, there's different exactly. players on the court. Like, how? They can, and, but talent wise, so reason why we did this, talent wise, they're top four or top four, top five, in my opinion. Um, can they get there, right? Can they shore up the back half of the roster? I think we've gone through a lot of things, what they can, what they can't do. I think, five, you make a great point about the sophomores of Jose, Trey, and, and uh, Herb. We're not asking them to do something that they're already like, they're already comfortable doing that. And those are great things. JV's a vet, CJ's a vet. We've seen what Brandon can do. Zion to me is a big question mark, but if I get Zion, if 
from two years or if I get Zion from Duke, this team's going to be a fucking problem. They're just, they're good. You're not going to want to play this team on a back to back or three out of four. They're going to be an absolute problem, but people need to understand that you cannot be content right now with the roster because other teams are making moves and getting better. And I think that we all agree on that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for sure. Ifs are infinite. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? If, 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 ifs are infinite. It's like- and I, I think where we missed last year is not having depth. I think it, it screams that Brand- we went 319, 320 without Brandon Ingram. Dude, last year, and Herb's probably his best game against the Cavaliers, Cavs were busting our ass. <laughs> Right, mm-hmm. Rudy. Uh, what's the man? Twenty-five in the first quarter, I think it was, or something. Yeah, what, what's the guy who got hurt, man? Um, Ricky, Ruby. Ruby, Ricky Rubio. Ricky Rubio yeah, tears yeah. his ACL. Right. Fucking Jared Harper. Jared Harper. It saves us in the game. Jared Harper and what's my man? Um, Gary Clark playing significant critical minutes in the game. It's like Gary Clark. Yeah, it's like, come on, man. Like, what are we? North Carolina. Yeah, shout 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 colored man's game. But you know, Joe smoking Joe. That's Frazier. With the Browns Bomber. Shout out to the Browns Bomber. Brown Bomber. But it's like it's like, come on, man. Like we keep this franchise keeps doing this weird shit. Go and get people like Lee Nalon, Brian Roberts, um, what's the other uh, what's instant grits? Um, this weird ass players, man. Jordan Crawford. Get, yeah, get, get some professionals, man. Get some real people. There's real people out there. Josh Childress, Josh Smith. You know what I'm saying? Go and dig up the carcass of um Jameer Nelson, who actually played well that year. Jameer, we had Kendrick Perkins playing. Norris Cole brought the playoffs. Norris Cole, Ian Clark. We had, um what's the man? Kendrick Perkins played significant minutes. Go get some professional players, man. You hurt every year. You know you hurt every year for whatever reason. Get some real players. Give yourself an out. If you got too much talent, trade them motherfuckers. It is what it is. You know, <laughs> like just come on. Worry about the the worry about the where where, where are we going to play them all? Worry about that later. Like you know what I'm saying? Let, let them fight in the locker room. Figure it out. Five. Close it out. <sighs> I just want to see a winner. I just want to see a team that wants to win. Yeah. Jason Jay Williams. Not Jason anymore. You're Jay now. Jay will stop talking crazy. I know, I know you're on TV. <laughs> I know you're trying to make you know points, and you're trying to get the, get the ratings up because ESPN ain't doing too hot right now. But that's okay. Just tell the truth, man. At least try to. Yeah, let's that, try that, to. Yeah, I. That's why we started this whole thing in the in the beginning. Is don't don't tell me impactful players. That's bullshit. That that's a bad take. You want to talk about the depth or whatever? Maybe that's fine. Yeah. But the team's got impactful players. They showed that last year. When they're yeah. healthy, they're really good. Yeah, I'm pretty and, sure and everybody's like calling Griff to try. Everybody, everybody in the, in the NBA at at some point probably called David Griffin to ask for her. At some point, somebody probably asked for her. Last question I have for y'all: Is the pick worth less now that the Lakers have uh, Pat Beverly and that now LeBron has announced that he's opting in? Is that pick worth pick worth less now? Are those Lakers yeah. picks worth less now? Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I would say so, but you got swaps for the next two years. I think it is. Is it through twenty twenty? You got the twenty three swap, and you own their twenty four. You can defer to twenty five. So you got but, three years from this to to let it go. But go ahead, five. But I'm just saying, like, it's still like 
you ain't waiting that long to to get off it. You need to get off it as, as immediately. So it should have been done before before LeBron signed that extension to say he's going to be in L.A. Last year was the only year. If you want to talk about fluke year, last year was the only year, right? Uh, two years ago, it's been right. only years that LeBron hadn't made it to the playoffs. You know, barring injury. Yeah. Like, come on, he played the whole season last year and he didn't get to the playoffs. That's because his whole team was hurt. I don't expect that to happen again. I don't. I don't expect that to happen twice. And the last so, thing I want to mention is how much more do you need, do you need to get paid off of this Lakers package? Right? You got Brandon. You got Herb. You basically got CJ. You yeah. got Dice and Daniels, who we haven't really talked about, but I'm not putting all this pressure on a 19, 20 year old kid. Um, who haven't really I'd even played. I've even argued you got what do you play? 83 games? You got 80 something games of Zion. I even argue that. Because yeah. without AD requesting out, you don't get Zion. So, so I, that's why I'm just like, like let's we've, we've kind of already cashed in on the Lakers. Like, let's move the picks. Let's go get somebody. Because I really think Bogdanovich, or even a Jordan Clark, like it takes you to the next level. I really do. And I still think they're a top four or five team. But we'll see. Um, appreciate we're you. Get, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, no, I'm saying we're going. We're getting Dame at the deadline. That's that's the move. <laughs> the the writing's on the wall. Dame at the deadline. Dame at the deadline. Uh, Speaking of which, uh, I do want to mention this. Me and Five did not plan this, but if you haven't, Jarrett uh, made some awesome LSU Let the Band Play neck shirts. They are on the website right now. Make sure you go purchase them. LSU Florida State this Sunday. Um, incredible. I, I actually like the purple now that I'm wearing the white. The purple looks even, even better. Hey, yeah, we, they, yeah, believe me. We tried, you know, issues. Issues. That's really <laughs> Issues. Chaz five. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe. If you disagree with this comment, if you agree with this comment, um, once again, presented to you by DraftKings and Company Burger. Company Burger located at 4600 Ferret Street. We will see y'all later. Way. It was a finger roll of anything. <laughs> that, that, that's a dunk.